Welcome to Ed McMahon's Lifestyles Live as we go all across the country and all around the world thanks to Armed Forces Radio. And when I say Armed Forces, I want to salute the Armed Forces and say Semper Fi to all my fellow Marine buddies. Today is going to be a special day. I'm going to reminisce about my life with Johnny Carson. I'm going to have some Tonight Show memories that you'll like. And then we interview a man to talk about uh, one of our sponsors, Sinofresh, Dr. Stamper, who really knows about headaches, and you'll learn a lot about headaches if you're a sufferer. And then we do a tribute to fathers and sons. You'll have a good time, so stay with us as Lifestyles Live continues right after this. Well, this is going to be one of the most unusual segments I've ever done on Lifestyles Live since its inception. We've been doing this show now about, I guess, a little over north of two and a half years, and uh, I never thought I'd ever get to do this piece. And what this piece is going to be is kind of my memory, my reflections, my feeling about my great, wonderful pal, Johnny Carson. Uh I'm taping this show, we're recording this show, or this particular segment, on the Monday following his surprise departure from uh, our land, and uh, it was just a a strange day yesterday. Let me describe what happened. At about three minutes after seven, the phone rang. Now, that's not unusual in my house. I've got a 16-year-old girl I'm raising, I've spoken of it before, my wife's niece, Amanda, who I treat like my daughter, who's a sweetheart, just turned 16 on Christmas Day. So when you have a 16-year-old in your house, it's not unusual to get a call at 7 o'clock in the morning, even on a Sunday. And uh, the phone rang. I didn't pay attention. I was up uh, looking at the paper, something in bed. We were both in bed, but I saw the look on my wife Pam's face. And when I saw it, I knew that was tragedy, disaster, because it just... It looked like the blood, all the blood had drained from her face, and she, like, held her heart. She put her hand over her left breast and held her heart. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't wait to find out what this was, and I started just a little inkling that it might be the boss. And uh, she looked at me, and I said, Johnny, and she shook her head. And she handed me the phone, and it was Jeff Sotzik, who was one of my pals. He's uh, Johnny's nephew, but... He really ran the show. He ran Carson Productions and all the tapes that you see, all the DVDs, all the great moments from The Tonight Show that have been put together in a compilation. Jeff Southsey is the man that is responsible for that. And he said, I picked up the phone. He said, Ed, Johnny died. And he said, uh, you're my first call. And I and I said, oh, I said, all right, Jeff. I said, I, I just can't. I, I I don't know what to tell you. I, I I said, can I call you back? And he said, yes. And then I started, you know, kind of reflecting on what this was like for me. Uh, here's a man I started with in 1958. We were as close as two guys could be. I said in my release to the press, I said he was like a brother to me. He was a brother to me. And the term of brother now that we use so frequently, he was a brother, and I was a brother to him. And, you know, we kept a a link together. Uh, We saw each other almost every day 
for 34 years. We traveled together. We did shows together out on the road. We went to state fairs and performed together. So we were in each other's pocket, so to say. And uh, the thought that he was, you know, gone, and it just hit me. So then I spent a day yesterday. I never left the bed. I just stayed in bed and watched these tributes go all day long, and it was just incredible, this ambivalent feeling I had. I'd, I'd be crying one minute, and then I'd be laughing as hard as I could laugh the next, reliving all these moments uh, that I shared with him. And, you know, it was just it was just a thing you can't describe. It was like, I guess the best way I could say is like lose, it was like losing a comrade in the military. I lost a buddy of mine in Korea. I went up to relieve him on station, and he had been shot down. And uh, I had been with him just recent, you know, just two days before we were in Tokyo together uh, on an R and R rest and relaxation, and uh, he was shot down. So that's how I felt yesterday. But then, as I watched what happened, how the whole whole television industry just kind of came up to the front and said, "Hey." This was the best there ever was. This is the best thing that ever happened to television. And I've said that for many, many years. This was like a Gleason. This is like a Lucille Ball. This is, this was high top quality. And to see what the, the networks did, what the cable shows did, what the entertainment shows did, I watched every single second. I started at 7 o'clock in the morning yesterday and went right through deep into the night and uh, I had a, some stuff to do this morning on the Today Show. I had to get up at 2 o'clock and uh, greet them, and I was on the air live at 4 this morning. Uh, I'm going to go do the Tonight Show with uh, Jay Leno tonight. I'm going to do Larry King. But this is after the fact. This is the weekend after that you're hearing this show. And let me tell you some things about Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson was the consummate performer. When I would go in to see him about seven minutes before the show, he'd be in there, he'd be rolling a, a, a half dollar or a quarter on his fingers like a magician would do to hide a quarter. He would be doing cards. He would be flipping cards out of the deck, and he would be hiding cards. Uh, he might be breaking up cigarettes, and, you know, he was a hell of a smoker, and he might be breaking up cigarettes and making them disappear. That's what he would be doing when I went in to see him seven or eight minutes before the show. Or he'd have two pencils, and he'd be drumming on a yellow pad so that he was always doing something. He was always working. He And they quoted my line about him, uh, Johnny Carson packs a tight suitcase. That was from an interview in Look Magazine, if you remember the old Look Magazine. And I meant that very complimentarily, and he understood it because, you know, he didn't need any extra things. When he traveled, he didn't have a big entourage like all the performers that you hear about. You know, they travel with eight people. They have to have, you know, a sandwich man, uh, you know, a hairdresser, this and that. He didn't have all that. He carried his own tuxedo. He... He got on the plane, you know, he got it done. He got the job done. He was very frugal, not with money. He was an extremely generous man, gave millions away to his alma mater, to uh, a, a museum in Omaha and various other things. He just, he was very, very generous, but frugal with his time and with his 
non-entourage. He would just arrive, do the job, and then leave. And that's pretty much what happened yesterday. He did the job. He was on the air for 30 years on The Tonight Show. He and I did a show before for four years on ABC in the afternoon, a game show called Who Do You Trust? And he did that. So 34 years together, as I said, we almost saw each other every day. He got the job done, and he left. And that was great. I'm going to tell you two private things about Johnny Carson. We stumbled into a Nad Lib thing one night. We don't know how we did it, but we got into it, and we, we he had the answer. I was the, the good straight man. I asked the right question to get the right answer. And what it was, a simple little thing, but we did it every single year at the holiday time. Uh, he would say to me, look at me. Something would come up. Something would say something about the holiday. He'd look at me and say, oh, I'll never forget how devastated I was when I found out there was no Santa Claus. Now, you could say, oh, that's okay. But the good straight man says, how old were you? The answer is, I was 25 at the time. That's the answer. Now, every year we did that joke. We got a laugh every single year. And the other one is a little salty, but Johnny could be salty. You know, he's kind of Peck's bad boy, but he was from Nebraska, so it was okay. The other one was, he just somehow he'd bring it up. Something would be said about love, romance, or sex, and he'd say, boy, I'll never forget my first sexual experience. And I said, yeah, I said, me too. I said, boy, you never forget that. That's, that's something you always remember. And this would touch every guy in America. He said, yeah, I remember, boy, just like it was yesterday, my first sexual experience. I said, where was that? He said, well, it was in the back seat of my father's Pontiac. And uh, I'll never forget it, boy. It's one of those things you never forget. I said, the back seat of your father's Pontiac. Wow. And you remember that? You remember the make of the car and everything? The backseat of your father's Pontiac. Wow. Uh, who was with you at the time? And he says, I was alone. Okay, folks, uh, we'll be back with some more memories of Johnny Carson right after this, uh, something that we have on a tap, and we're going to tap into it right after this. But this is a very special day for me, the first weekend after the passing of my good friend, Johnny Carson. So uh, you'll understand. We'll be right back. We're back with Ed McMahon's Lifestyles Live across the nation and around the world, thanks to Armed Forces Radio. We're going to do a little visit to The Tonight Show right now. I'm going to ask my producer, Ron Seggi, who was one of a big, big fan of The Tonight Show. Long before we met, he was the most devoted fan, probably, of The Tonight Show in its 30-year history with Johnny Carson. And when we met, we clicked right away, I think, because of all of that background of Tonight. So we're going to talk about that today. Have I got a... A story for you. The old Tonight Show theme. And you know, Ron, when I hear that, I lean forward. It's like Pablo's dog. <laughs> I automatically lean forward because I think I gotta gotta be there. You know, there's the worst feeling in the world for any entertainer, as you well know. And a lot of the audience already knows this because we've been talked about. And that is that you miss a show or you're late for a show or you don't have your lines if you're in a Broadway play. And that's the fear of God comes into you. And that's what happens when I hear that theme. I think, oh, I'm supposed to be downstairs doing the show. Well, you know something, Ed? I have to interject something. May 22nd was the anniversary that you and Johnny left The Tonight Show. Yeah. And, you know, like fine wine, 
it you you don't forget about it it just gets better and the desire to have it back is stronger every single day i mean it's something that will never go away because it was just too good you're right and you've been with me going through airports when little old ladies come up and grab me by the arm very forcibly and say, you know, won't you come back? Please come back. We can't go to bed without seeing you. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When a singer goes out and does a song, and they break into the first couple of words of the song, immediately yeah. the audience will start to clap because they know the song. Yeah. When I've seen you on stage and you started to go into a routine, remember the Ed Aim story, and people start to applause. It's yeah. like a hit song. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that is very unusual in this business, as you yeah. know better than anyone. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a nice memory. I'm glad I was part of it. I think it was well done. I can be very proud of it, and uh, so can Johnny. And it's it's just nice to have that in your repertoire. And let me ask you a question. We've done this many, many times. You and I talked about this for hours and hours on end. But, you know, that show ran for 30 years. You were with Johnny for 34, of course, on Who Do You Trust before that. 30 years. Was there one moment that stood out? I mean, you had the Tiny Tim wedding. You had Don Rickles throwing Johnny in the pool. You had Johnny jumping in your arms. You had so many things that were part of that show that it would be very, I mean, it's like almost like asking you which one of your daughters or sons is your favorite. I mean, well, oddly enough, it was a, it was a kind of a mellow moment. Uh, it was a, a tear-filled moment. It was not, you know, you think of the funniest line I said or the funniest line that John said, uh, the funniest thing that a guest said, you know, like an Eddie Murphy line uh, that I've used so many times about the, the buxom blonde who said there are so many girls like her waiting to come through the door, and Eddie Murphy says, where is that door? You know, you can't beat those lines. But I love something very mellow, and that was when Jimmy Stewart was on and his dog had died. And you and I both love dogs. Mm -hmm. And he told a story about how he felt the dog jumped in bed with him after he had died. And we've all had feelings like that, like little mellow moments where you think, gee. And so he'd reach out to pet him. And he would feel like he was petting him. And, and it was a thing, a poem called, I'll Never Forget a Dog Named Bo. And that was the closing line. And when he read that poem, uh, Johnny and I were in tears. The whole audience was in tears. Uh, Jimmy Stewart was in tears. I remember that moment because it was so mellow and so very special. And you wonder where else could a moment like that happen? Not many places. You wouldn't have that occur on a television show. It certainly wouldn't happen in a news show. It wouldn't happen in a sitcom. It just happened that night. And because it was Jimmy Stewart, maybe the best um, actor ever, you know, the most versatile actor ever, it was so special to me, and I always remember it. But I think the thing that's really memorable by that moment, and I kind of got choked up when you were just recalling that story, was the fact that you and Johnny, a couple of macho guys who are always laughing, joking, and on the top of the horizon when it came to levity, actually showed an emotion that you don't see on late-night television. I can't picture Leno or Letterman or anyone of that nature doing it, and your emotions really showed. Yeah. Yeah, we they were very raw that night because uh, he he didn't catch us off guard, but he really penetrated deeper into our real psyche, our real self, than we had planned. You know, Ed, we were talking about this last night, Very, uh, and I talk about this a lot. Of course, you know, I, my hobby is talking about The Tonight Show. But <laughs> somebody asked me this question. I've often thought about it, never really asked you about it, and don't know the answer. Why did you select Robin Williams and Bette Midler as the last two guests? I mean, when you think, I mean, Robin Williams, huge star, Bette Midler's great singer, but there are bigger. 
Oh, sure. But I'll tell you what it was. They were so special to The Tonight Show because we kind of discovered them and encouraged their progression. Uh, when we found Roger, Robert, Robert Williams, he was uh, just really, you know, an, a nightclub comic. He was, uh, you know, not a movie star. He was had not done any of those very, very clever and very, very effective routines in movies that he developed later. He had not done anything like, you know, Good Morning Vietnam. He had not done anything like Mrs. Doubtfire, whatever her name was. Uh, but he was a comic. Johnny kind of nursed him along, and then his career took off. The same thing with Bette Midler. We found Bette Midler in a Turkish bath. She used to come out wrapped in a towel and sit on a stool and entertain the men between the rub and the steam. And if you can believe this, we wanted to do the same thing on the show, and the NBC censor wouldn't let her come out in a, wrapped in a towel, if wow. you can believe that. Things have changed. Now you see uh, Britney Spears, you know, there's enough uh, cloth, cloth there to cover a bread box, you know. Uh, so uh, anyway. And a small one at that. That's right. <laughs> Two slices of bread. But anyway, uh, it, uh, it, that, that's how strict they were. But they were so, they were children of the 30 years of The Tonight Show. So because of that, and it was a great balance also. There was a great, there was a wonderful, warm and fuzzy kind of mellow feeling with Bette Midler. There was the craziness of Robin Williams, you know, the crazy, impossible, made-up humor that you couldn't write. So he had a nice balance there, and I think that's why he chose them. You think of the great teams of show business, Martin and Lewis, Laurel and Hardy, Rowan and Martin, but there's no greater combination of a team than Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon. Oh, timing, that's nice, Ron. Thank timing you. was everything. Time, You know, you are the ultimate partner because you know when to talk you know when not to talk he was a very very lucky man to have someone like you to his right hand oh that's very nice thank you well you know and that's and that raise will be coming oh thank you very much yeah. and you know what i read that just the way you faxed it to me <laughs> <laughs> i was proud to be part of it it was good television let me tell you well ed Thank you for letting me be part of this. It was good talking with you, Ron. Great talking about The Tonight Show, reminiscing some of the nice moments. Uh, so we'll be doing that from time to time, talking about The Tonight Show. Why not? It was so special, it should be remembered with reverence. We'll be right back, folks. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ed. We had quite a day here today. It was a very special day for me talking about my dear, wonderful buddy, Johnny Carson. We had the Tonight Show memories. I always get a laugh when I see them and hear them. And uh, also we talked about fathers and sons. Very special since my son Jeffrey is one of the producers on our show. Fathers and sons are clicking at the McMahon house, and that's kind of nice. Now, remember what my grandma Katie said. Katie Fitzgerald McMahon said, eat your fruits and vegetables. And for all the angels, here's Johnny. <laughs> 